Hey, this is Darren. And this is Phil, and we're the host of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And today is August 7, 2015, and as you can see, we have a new format. Bam, video, the beard is live. All right, hey, what's going on, guys? It has been a few uh, few months. Needless of... A few months, what, few weeks, few years, something like that. It's something like that, time. yeah. So uh, where have you been, or what have you been doing? Why haven't we had a podcast? And uh, we're here to answer some of those. So about the podcast, uh, there's a few things. Uh, one... Um, me and Darren weren't really happy with the general state of the podcast. Uh, when you do something for three years, you tend to sometimes repeat yourself, especially at the time we were trying to do one each week, which grandiose, maybe overextension. I don't know. I, it, it was, we, we did pretty well, but Darren and I have been in the, the, in the works and in the talks for switching over to sort of a video format forever. And you guys know how difficult he is getting him on, on well webcam here. You want to? You want to stroke the beard while we're, you know, speaking of which, you know, yeah. he's, he's had a webcam longer than I have. And yet this is the first time you guys, you do realize that, right? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't mug it up for the camera much, but basically Phil and I have been super busy with our work for, with PGI. Uh, so that's been taking up a lot of our time, but obviously, like you said, we've been doing this for three years, more than three years. Um, we needed something fresh, something new, uh, a change of pace. Basically we've talked about the same topics over and over again and it was time to kind of just re-examine what we were doing. Uh, obviously, video was the next step, the way to go. So here we are on video for everybody to see. And uh, yeah, we whether or not we do this once a week, twice a month, uh, we, we kind of still yet to be decided. But uh, I'm really excited about the new format. Yeah, and you know, with that too, we're going to be uh, you know possibly altering things up, improving. Um, seeing where we feel the podcast should go, especially in the video format. And it does offer us a lot more opportunities moving to the video format uh, where we can, uh, I don't know, uh, post, edit stuff in and do commercials and show off, you know, cool stuff. So anyways, that's that's what, you know, I'm thinking. But uh, this is this is where, you know, uh, where it's at. And uh, we are back. So for those that are wondering too, this will be on SoundCloud. It will be on YouTube. It'll be on all the, uh, you know, iTunes as well. Um, we'll be creating audio versions of this, uh, but for everyone else who likes the you know VOD experience, YouTube will be where it's at. And uh, let us know what you guys think too. Um, be like, oh shit, or oh your beard, it's majestic and it's beautiful and all that fun stuff. People will be like, we liked the voice, but we didn't need to see the face. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> can you take it back? <laughs> take it back. Can't unsee what's been seen. Oh, speaking of unseen. Well, that that is that is nice uh, nice thing you got there. <laughs> Nice so, segue. Yeah, what what do you got in the background? That's uh, let's see, Darren Bombadil versus who is that? Oh, yeah. Gooly Stone. I remember those. Those are pretty cool. So, yeah, nice uh, nice poster. That that artwork looks familiar. I think. Oh yeah, that's that's why I've got that was Unseen Moon by Shimmering Sword. My favorite uh, BattleTech picture artwork of all time, right there. All right, so we can let's go and dump it and uh, jump into that dump. Yeah, let's jump into let's that. Jump into it. Um. The Unseen. That sort of caught us by surprise. If you guys didn't know, Catalyst Game Labs like dropped a bomb on the entire community by tweeting out a poster for the combat manual Mercenaries, and it had the Marauder and Warhammer on the front. And Throwing down the gauntlet to Harmony Gold, that's going to be interesting. Everybody's basically watching to see what happens, and what I'm amazed so far, well, maybe I'm not surprised. I don't know. that We haven't heard anything yet. Um, maybe they'll just keep well, that. What, what are there. the options? So uh, for those that maybe don't know, Harmony Gold 
owns the rights to the original no not even that that that's that what i'm saying is they own the rights yes but they own the rights to the 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 robotech the macross versions which you know and me and you have argued about this back and forth is how much difference yeah how much difference legally and i'm not here to say i i but it is interesting catalyst game labs we knew if they it well when they did this there was a few things that may happen one harmony gold basically takes him to court instantly that hasn't happened yet two harmony gold doesn't do jack shit for whatever reason i don't know or three maybe harmony gold does something down the road but i think there's a few things factors here is harmony gold you know is it are they all bark and no bite because they know that if they go to court legally because you got to think dude like Catalyst didn't just do this on the whim. They talked to their lawyers. They obviously sat down, you know, with Shimmy, uh, Shimmer and Sword, and said, you know, we feel very confident if we do go to court that we don't have, you know, we're going to win. Uh, but you still got to think how many, how many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that may cost to do that. So, and what is the value of of winning? Basically, I mean, we know that there's a lot of uh, older people like myself in. BattleTech and Mech Warrior and so forth. Weathered, weathered old, people. That's weathered, the... yeah, wiser, whatever. <laughs> weathered and wiser uh, that love these old designs. Uh, you know, to me, that is BattleTech. When I, I think some people they see the, um, you know, the Timberwolf in their mind. Whenever somebody says Mech Warrior or BattleTech, myself, I see these mechs right here when I hear the word BattleTech or Mech Warrior. So, but again, it's the value. What is the value? Like you said, it could cost a lot to go to court and maybe nothing if they're really, really lucky. Um, I still, I'm not going to really, I don't think it's time to to guess what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of possibilities. Who knows what it's going to be, but I'm excited. I mean, obviously, my favorite mechs, there's all kinds of, I mean, first of all, if you saw the, the miniatures that uh, Catalyst had out at uh, Gen Con, oh my God, those are the miniatures I've wanted since day one, not just like molten hunks of lead that are melting into one glob or uh, cardboard stand-ups or anything like that, or just absurd kind of awkward looking mechs. That is the way a miniature should look. Well, um, it's because the process where they're switching away from, yes. you know, uh, iron, wind, you know, uh, yeah. stuff to 3D printed. But I, I also want to point out here, this has bigger ramifications for the entire, oh, yeah. like, community for because for everything what does this mean for mecha online um i think in one of the topics we're going to talk about is the harebrained scheme battletech uh, pc game um because i think even jordan wiseman or someone there has already mentioned this on twitter of of you know hey we have all of our ducks lined in a row and we're good to go and we're going to roll forward with it as far as the unseen so for me this has a bigger if it succeeds with catalyst i think mwo is going to follow suit I think BattleTech PC and from here on out. And that sort of sets a precedent because it hasn't been the companies that have been screwed over by this. It's been the fan base this entire time. Yeah. Really like we've wanted these things and they've just been basically like, nah, we're going to, we're going to shit on your hopes and dreams. That's, that's what we do here at Harmony Gold. So, uh, it's not that the companies don't give a shit about the unseen. I mean, you know, ultimately I think as far as company goes, mechs are mechs. And but there's fans even within the companies. Obviously, you know Randall Bills is a big BattleTech fan and so forth. But um, yeah, I think this is has huge ramifications. And obviously, you know, you know, I've been kind of struggling finding the mechs that I've felt were 
my best mechs or my favorite mechs or the ones that I are, are these them you know they just call oh, to dude. the unseen pack oh my god I can't wait this is what I've been waiting for literally since uh, the, the the first announcement of MechWarrior Online and all that um, and this is what we've been you know bugging Russ about for years and years well think about this too they've what does this mean for all of the unseen? Because not, I'm, I'm not talking about the macro or um, wasp stinger, yeah, wasp cetera, stinger and stuff like that. Phoenix is that open it up to as long as they're completely redesigned? And uh, you know, I, I think it's about time. Um, and Absolutely. I think a lot of people could say, "Why hasn't this done been done earlier?" But you also got to think financially and business sense. This is a risk because they could go to court. They could still go to court. They could technically still lose and then have to basically pay back everyone and all it just it's but there's a lot at stake but i'm gonna i'm gonna remain hopefully optimistic and i think they're with their from here on out we're gonna have them i, I think it's did you gonna say hopefully unrealistic or did you say ho- hopefully optimistic? <laughs> I don't, uh, one of those two Dude, you know i'm ho- hopefully optimistic you're just realistic you know i just know what happens with yes lawyers and yes attorneys. It's, it's ugly Yes, but so that was big news. It caught me by surprise, caught everyone by surprise. I think literally I woke up, got online, and of course Reddit was like, I think the title was like, holy shit, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, so that is that. So I think Gen Con had a lot of Battletech MechWarrior stuff happening this because you'd quickly mention their uh, harebrained schemes and what they're doing. Um, Not only did uh, Catalyst Game Labs throw the gauntlet down to harmony gold with the combat manual on the unseen but battletech the pc game was announced by harebrain schemes they had a big uh, poster or banner there um this is of course the company uh run by jordan wiseman the godfather of battletech um that's huge that's exciting battletech the game or no what is it battletech battletech game um and let me let me let's take a step back so this was announced on their Twitter and everything, and it's sort of out of... Well, I wouldn't say it was out of nowhere. And the, the only reason I say this is uh, uh, X Impaler X, one of our streamers, um, had him for his 24-hour um, uh, you know, uh, stream. And he was one of the guests. And one of the questions, he said, do you have any questions for Jordan? And I typed, you know, with your recent success on Kickstarter, and, you know, obviously... He, you know, uh, the history you have with Battletech, have you ever considered doing a Mech Commander, you know, Kickstarter? And is that a thing that... And his response was, um, uh, this is where I sort of awkwardly look at you and walk out of the room, don't say anything. And we were like, okay, that's odd. Like, so is that is that confirmed Mech Commander? And then this happens. So it's not a Mech Commander. Let me be clear with that. At least uh, from my understanding, it's a turn-based strategy. And the Best thing to sort of you know look at that is the Shadowrun, XCOM, and I'm fucking excited for this. Uh, so it's a Kickstarter, which hasn't happened yet. They said they're going to go live in what uh, August, maybe September. I think it was August. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here, Darren. I think this is going to be the their biggest Kickstarter in success <laughs> yet. No, it's because look how vague and sort of. Uh, Shadowrun is as far as like an IP, like not everyone knew about it, and so look at everybody who's involved with MechWarrior or Mech Commander or anything Mech Assault. And from me having a turn-based strategy like this, XCOM sort of Shadowrun style, where uh, possibly single player, um, I 
I'm giddy like the schoolgirl. I'm super excited. I mean, is it mech matter, which I'd love to have? No, but this is like something we haven't had since maybe Crescent Hawk's inception. Yeah, uh, the first Battletech PC game. I remember that. Um, Locust on the box. Awesome game. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the, the opportunity here and the possibilities. First of all, I think one issue that a lot of people have is tactics. And I want to just really quickly touch on this and then move on and then we can never speak of it again. Um, the bottom line is there's some people out there that have already, you know, voiced their opinion that they're gun shy because of the whole, you know, tactics uh debacle or whatever you know um here's here's my feeling you can say yours afterwards um tactics igp uh battletech the game harebrained scheme jordan wiseman Uh, completely different projects completely different people behind it i have 100 confidence that uh harebrained can do this they've already you know they already have product out there um they're they're not maybe a triple a dev but they're devs they're working they've got a staff I feel 10 times more confident, if not more, that this is going to be a viable product, an awesome game. Oh, we didn't even touch on they're using, you know, basically flying debris artwork. uh, Well, no, they're sharing Sharing. 3D models with Piranha Games for all of their mech assets. And so, you know, I, I do think totally understand any type of, you know, like, oh, God, tactics. Trust us. And we were super psyched for tactics. I remember, you know, we sat down and had a podcast with the Roadhouse. Well, and but gameplay wise, we actually enjoyed it. Now, the Unity crashing and then all the shit IGP went uh, just and being behind it. Like I said, we as soon as we started seeing it go down, down the drain, we stopped promoting it because I wasn't going to say go spend 20 bucks on founders when it was. Anyways, so this has nothing to do, nothing to do with. IGP or any of the studios that may have been involved with that but I do understand people's reluctance but this is what I also say is any reluctance you should have reluctance on kickstarters you're an adult hopefully and if you're not well maybe you should learn you know is what you're doing is you're investing in something and it's the greater population that's investing small amounts to make something happen so in reality instead of there actually being a publisher and then there being stipulations and all that fun stuff blah 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 you are, or we are, the, the publishers, per se. So, look at it this way. Do they have a history? Yes. How many Kickstarters have they done? And then, have they delivered on all of them? What are people's thoughts? What are the reviews? And I haven't played the Shadowrun, and actually, I'm, I've actually been thinking about it, because everyone says it's really good, is yeah. to to ask other people, like, is it something, do they deliver... And the one thing that I'm really excited for, and I think a lot of you should be, if you didn't know, is... Um, Hairbrain Schemes releases tool sets to create your own content as far as like campaigns and stuff. So the first thing that pops in my, my head is if they do something like that, it literally leads to an infinite possibilities of community content being made. Yeah. And for me as a Battletech fan, I'm super excited. The things we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be just mechs. We don't know if you're actually playing a mech where physically out of the, the mech. Uh, is mech combat on mech combat? Or is it finally stepping outside the box and doing something that really no other game has done really, really well? And even Mech Commander it didn't do it all that well. But the, well, there, in, there the infantry, the know. tanks, the, the V... Like, and then, you know, what, what is combat going to be like? So, 
But what we do know, okay, so yeah, people have thrown around the whole XCOM reference, but what we do know is that you're controlling a lance of mechs. Uh, this was from Harebrain Schemes. You're controlling a lance of mechs, and you not only, whether you level up your mechs or upgrade them, I don't remember, but you also do level up your mech warrior. So now you're you're saying you're you're basically wondering if the mech warriors would get out of their mechs and and yeah are you physically going to walk around is that a part because we've never we've never we've always had this disconnect battle tech yeah we've 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 never had the battle tech which is the mechs are the rarity and if anything the elite sort of like they're they're used but you have all this infantry and tanks and all that in front because the reality is how expensive they are that this. And it, we just don't know a lot. So I think we're in the same place where we were when MWO was announced is what is it going to be like? Um, are they going to use sort of the mech warrior RPG for those that don't know that the, uh, you know, pen and paper, um, you know, mech commander two did the sort of pilot skill trees where, you know, as they level up, you pick like a laser specialist or light mech specialist and it gives you modifiers to hit and stuff like that. But I am super excited. Uh, if you can't really tell, um, you know, we, you know, it's, ooh. it's, it's, we are, you know, there've been over the years, a lot of people, uh, we've been called shills and all kinds of whatever. Um, but the bottom line is if people were around when we started this and I was just talking to Matt and some of the people at PGI about this the other day, uh, you remember that day when I met these guys, Matt and, and Russ at uh, GDC and I was jealous. Saw- yes. <laughs> Yeah, but saw MechWarrior Online for the first time. Then we had the live podcast, and the excitement was real. And just like then, the excitement is real for this product. I cannot wait to see. I mean, there's all the things that we just talked about. But just the fact that it's Wiseman that is behind this and his company, um, I totally have faith. And and speaking of which, you know, uh, Jordan... He's a businessman and he, you know, he's had a lot of ups and he's even said he's failed a lot of times because as a businessman, that's what almost sort of happens. That's, that's the way you grow and learn and experience. And for me, this, uh, they're just, they're approaching it the smart way. And I feel like the kickstart in the video is going to be good. I think it's going to be straight to the point. And, you know, when they, uh, the reason I go back to this is uh, Gen Con, they had this huge poster and with Battletech, you know, the game and people were like, whoa, I don't know. It's great publicity. One, you're using word of mouth podcast. We're going to be spreading the word like, hey, guys, do you know this is coming out or, you know, this is what's going on. And uh, we haven't talked with them them yet. Uh, Hairbrain Scheme or Jordan, you know, we've reached out and hopefully maybe in the future we'll be able to sit down and, and chat with it. I'm sure uh, as the Kickstarter comes, the interviews and stuff will happen. And so we're going to try and maybe... Maybe with this new video format, we can have Jordan right in the middle. I don't know. Maybe we yeah. can sandwich. Yeah, yeah. He can be the, the meat in the middle. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is we're going to try and get Jordan on, uh, get some more information from him. We're going to try and get Randall on from Catalyst Games, get some more information from them uh, regarding the Unseen and their endeavors. But, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things going on with Battletech and MechWarrior. Can't wait to see the direction both of these things take. Um, but let's talk about MWO now. So well, a good time. well, before we get to that, before we go, well, it's sort of involved with that, sort of, but critical hits. Oh yeah, critical some people, hits. yeah, some people have asked uh, about it, and where is it? This is sort of like the podcast, guys. Um, we so what happened for those that don't know, critical hits was started um, long time ago, uh, but and we had an artist, uh, Rudy, and uh, short painter, short painter. Rudy went on to right now, actually his 
about to have a kid. He's married. He's got a house got now. Responsible well, stuff. and it's funny because uh, me and him were working on that, you know, Battletech Universe sort of project in Unity, and no shit, the work he had, he, he had done in that literally landed him at a gig with a company, and he's not looked back since. So he's super busy. Nice, nice bowl of... You want to see my cup? I, I can do this. You want to see... Mine's got a Timberwolf on it. Mine trumps yours. That's that's. That's I think we happens. should compare size, Phil. You know, it's it's about you know uh, whatever, man. I don't I don't need uh, sixty four ounces of coffee, uh, but yeah. So Rudy uh, is super busy, and he actually had to call it quits on the comic last year. And so we reached out to Ken, aka Plexi, the guy who does uh, All Systems Nominal, which by the way is awesome, and you should support him and his work and his endeavor. I know we do. Do you? Who do you support? If you like it? Support him, and. We reached out to him, and recently, when we when you know we said we're going to be kicking off a new format for the podcast, we want to kick off a new format for Critical Hits. So what does this mean? I'm not going to go into details, but I can tell you, around the same time you probably see this, you, you may see a new Critical Hits coming uh, shortly after. Completely new format, and I'm really excited for it because it's a little less work as far as um, uh, pre-production for uh, Ken, and uh, the effect, I think, uh, will you know sort of resound with us uh, for those that play MWO, and it, it's, it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a completely new format, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm not yeah, going to I'm cool. not going to ruin it. You, you're going to like it, and if you don't like it, you know you can blame Beard. No, you're going to love it. It's so. going to be as different from the original Critical Hits as this podcast is from our original yeah, it podcast. Is. It it's, is. it's a it's going to be a completely new thing, and it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for that. In fact. It's the idea we've had since almost the beginning. We've wanted to do this form of a critical hits for a long time. So and and we did have a little bit or a lot of bit inspiration. And I I don't want to drop the inspiration. Let's just say there was a certain artist that sort of. Anyways, yeah, it's coming soon. So you'll have to you'll have to wait. I'm not giving up. I'm a whore, but I'm not giving up anymore. That's that's what's happening. All right, so your tease, but let's move on to Mech Warrior Online. All right, dude, we we haven't talked about this in a while, and it's been a while, and since then we've had a lot change, a lot of additions, um, and one of which is the new maps. And I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the new maps specifically. We have River City, and what this means for the rest of the maps. And we know Forest Colony is coming out. Actually, it's coming out what the 18th of August, so that's coming out soon. Um, the bottom line, all these changes, they're adding destructible, you know, assets like trees and lampposts. And, you know, in the future, there's going to in the near future, there'll be cars and other. Basically, I think the word was anything that you think your mech can pick up with its hand will be destructible. Um, and then also huge increase to map size, uh, River City, as well as Forest Colony. Don't know if every map is going to be. Uh, I, I think they're. Size. Yeah, I think they're doing that. They're ba- yeah, I, I think. Well, Alpine's bigger, I think, but I think they may keep it that way. But it's just they're going to be redoing all the maps. Now, let's talk about yeah, River City, though, because um, I really do enjoy it. It's definitely it's different enough. Where, and you oh, would, also 24-hour night cycle. Day 20, night cycle yeah, 24-hour day and night cycle. And you would think, though, that the fights wouldn't happen around the Citadel, but guess what? It still sort of does. But at least there's maneuvering room to a certain extent. Now, I want to get to something that... I, I, I love what they've done with it. I think it's a, definitely a step up. Some people don't like it. I think there's more room to the battlefield. But here, here's one thing that I, I do think that needs to happen on that map. And it sort of plays towards the gameplay. 
if you're looking at the map, uh, and I'm, I'm sort of pointing northward here, northward splits the map in half, and north is where the dropship and the runway is, you can't actually maneuver all the way around. So really, it, the, the map sort of funnels you into uh, the combat, where, you know, if you could move around to left, you could, you know, sneak around and do this wide left flank or northern flank, and you can't do that. And you can't do it to the south because it's wide open in the water. So I think it's one of those where... Uh, I think a community member suggested opening those back ways up. That way you can have flanks and you could have sort of that dynamic gameplay because right now it still sort of funnels you. You can literally start seeing where people are moving within, you know, 30, 40 seconds. Is that intended? Is that's what, if that's intended, then it's working. Um, but the well, one thing... Keep in mind, yeah, I mean, this is this is actually a divisive topic for some people because... I think automatically you and I kind of want bigger maps maybe with with alternate fighting areas and so forth. But I play a lot of other games, um, been playing a lot of Heroes and Generals lately, and you get a lot of people out there, and I think especially Americans, and I'm not really sure why on this, but I, I do see this trend, who want pretty much, and I'm going to say Counter-Strike type maps where they're really small almost no time travel time to your enemy. Um, they want to be funneled. They want that constant engagement. They don't like travel time, uh, downtime. They want to be in. It's, uh, it's the call of duty sort of mentality, call but, of duty, yeah. but here's so a, I don't know what, like I, I get that, but oh, there's a few other things like, uh, we can all agree having the different drop zones on maps is usually detrimental to gameplay just because the idea what happened, the reason why we were split up into lances, was to break up the death ball. But all that, it doesn't do that. All it does is it puts assault sometimes in a very vulnerable situation. And if you as your team go to try to help them, then you're all now in a vulnerable situation. And if you don't, then your assaults are like, oh, what the hell, why did you leave us to die? So for me, it's one of those things where... Uh, you know, overall maps, I think it's an improvement. Cool. Kudos. River City, Forest Colony, we've only seen glimpses. I know we're going to be doing a sneak peek preview as soon as possible and getting you guys, you know, uh, that on our YouTube channel. And um, so I'm really excited because I we haven't seen it, me and you, Darren. We haven't played it yet. So, but at the end of the day, River City is, there's a lot more infighting in the buildings. There's a lot more cover. Like, you, it... It can go really quick, really bad if 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 you're not you know paying attention. But I, I still think that I want multiple avenues on maps, and literally the northern part of the map is you you can't. And I feel like that's sort of a that's that's detrimental. I, I feel like if it that's open it up, and then and then they would say, you know what, hey, having the different drop locations so far apart is actually bad. It's okay, maybe on. It wouldn't be so bad if assault only got placed in the closest, you know, area so they didn't, you know, get caught off. If, if that's the case, cool. But I think right now, open up that uh, top part and then I would say, uh, you know, either make it one drop sort of area where all three dropships come in at once or make sure that assaults will not spawn in these others because they get screwed. And I think that's that's a huge... And you see it all... Every, it doesn't actually matter what map. It, it, right now, this is that affects all maps where... You know, you play Ring Around the Rosie, everyone moves to the right or left, and your assaults get caught out because, you know, uh, yeah. So, Well, I mean, overall, in my opinion, huge improvement. 
I love the new River City as opposed to old River City or old River City Night. Um, and based on that, I can't wait to see Forest Colony. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, every map get redone and, and what they do with it. And, and hopefully with these redos, these redesigns, uh, it's also a learning process. So if there's things that we learn from the, the redesign of uh, River City, it gets implemented in the well, future ones as well. You know what I really liked when we did the vlog and, you know, Ryan uh, and them sat down and explained the technical. To me, that was really cool because I think it sort of helps people understand, hey, before this is why maybe this particular um, texture didn't look good, but this is how we're fixing it. And this is why it looks, you know, 10 times better. Or this is why the lamppost or trees, you know, and stuff. And um, I think that's really cool. You know, speaking one more really quick about the the day-night cycle, I think this is something we do have to bring up, is if this is going to be a common occurrence on all maps in the future, I do think it sort of brings to the need of, uh, you know, night vision and thermal actually being real. Like right now, they're they're not real. They're based off, like, textures. Like, in night vision, it's light amplification. Any light source would be... So on River City, dude, it would be bright as all can be and you could see across all the way you know so it's one of those like if it's a limiting game factor um i I just feel like that thermal and 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 night vision um could definitely be improved across board and i would even toss out i'd love to see the uh, predator vision and i remember being the one of the people that says oh that's not real looking back i wish i could tell myself just shut up and just enjoy it was definitely different it was cool and they could limit that to maybe four or five hundred meters, and then have regular thermal see further. I can understand what they were saying is is it gives you an unfair advantage if you can see across the map. Is that a problem of the particular uh, uh, viewing mode, or is that a problem because of the particular Just map? Just decrease the range. I totally well, agree. well, decrease. No, no. What I'm saying is the map. That's if you can see yeah, all the way across the map. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying just design the maps differently. Yeah, I mean that that was the reason thermal, yeah. like uh, back on the old old River City and the old you know, Predator, you could literally see across the map. And then they switched it to the new one and then limited it to 700. And then I was like, why didn't you just well, do that with the old? I mean, you, you could know? do you could you could redesign all the maps to fit Predator Vision, or you could just make Predator Vision a little different so it has a reduced range or something like that. I don't know. They could toy with it. Um, but my problem is with Night River City. But with River City, I guess, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but with River City, the problem is with right now night vision and thermal, you'll switch to thermal and you can't see. Everything's black. It's because it's not real thermal. It's not reading the temperature off the rocks and the ground and your mechs. And, and that basically makes it to where it's it's people are going to turn up their game into play. And they already do that, especially now a game is working. So to me is that's a problem because all it's going to do is it's going to hamper someone who doesn't turn up their gamma and uh, people that do it's it's i think those the two systems is we know that this isn't really on the to-do list right now. i i know i know <laughs> I, I i'm but just anyway we've talked about this before i agree it, it would be nice but are the things that i would like to see before that for sure but this has um, big gameplay implications that's why i'm saying especially no, if the reworks and if all maps have a day night cycle we shall see uh another huge thing that came into the game recently is first it was the European server and now there's the Oceanic server. So now there's three servers. You got North America, European, and Oceanic. That's huge. I was actually pretty surprised that they went ahead and did this. I was surprised it was so quick. I mean, yeah, as far as like EU and then boom, right? yeah, and it has been. And there's um, been some minor hiccups, but uh, for the most part, the first amazing implementation. And the first day of stream, I hopped on EU and I had around 120 ping. 
wasn't an issue at all. Um, and I was happy and I was still will have it checked. Now, the only problem though lies is the Oceanic. Oceanic is basically Australia. I don't think that includes Singapore. I think that's what a lot of people have been saying. So does it help anybody in Australia? And I think from my understanding um, is that it's just the infrastructure in Australia. I mean, you literally have a gigantic, you know, continent country and it's one and it's not all up to snuff. And so I think it helps them overall. I don't think it helps everyone else. But here's the thing is just because I connect and I have a 300 ping, is that reflective of the performance? Do I still get good hit reg? And if I still have good hit reg, then awesome. But that's the thing is, uh, I don't know how many people. I think a people... lot of people are unchecking Oceanic. And that's understandable. Um, you know, we've had Australian friends play with us for years and they get, you know, three, 400 pings or whatever. And But they stuck with it and they've been loyal. I think the Australians deserve their own server. As much as I don't like dividing up the queues, I don't think that's fair. Well, I think it's selfish to not want them to be. Well, no, no, no. I, I, but yeah. it's great for them because they can have it checked and play. And when the yes. matchmaker starts not finding matches, then it connects to the others and cool. Yeah. Uh, my one problem with uh, this, and this was pointed out to me as well, um, is there was a few times I dropped as a solo and or group player. And there was uh, four. We were connected to an EU server and there was only four EU players out of 24, the rest were completely North American. Why are we being forced to play on an EU? And that was a little questionable. Like, why? Out of, out of, you think it would be the majority, right? Like, if only four of them, why are 20 of us being subjected, subjected Maybe to higher pings? Maybe server load? Maybe they I don't also know. take that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, granted, 120, like I said, 120, 126 ping, it's really not that bad. But it's just the fact of, you know, you would think that if the majority of us are NA, that that's where we would be playing. And, you know, okay, every once in a while, maybe. But um, I definitely noticed at the later the time zone went on and we crossed outside the NA time zone, I started playing more uh, European server and the pings were reflected there, you know, and and that's awesome. And like I said, I think it's great. I think it's beneficial. I think it's healthier for the game. Um, and the, the biggest thing is community warfare, obviously, will be still localized in north america and i don't think that's going to change at least not what russ has said so yeah so i mean that's huge i was like i said super happy to see it happen and it's about time and uh that's awesome of russ to do that another huge improvement recently was the uh, mech lab and mech selection uh again i think a really uh well done implementation obviously there's still stuff that's going to be improved and worked on and, and added to it or whatever but out the door, uh, huge improvement, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, you've got the mech select. So when it first came out, uh, one of the biggest gripes a lot of people had was modules. I can't see my fucking modules. And I was just streaming like two days ago. I have no idea where my one radar tap is. I have no idea. I And I literally had to buy another one. And, you know, first world mech proms, Phil, whatever. But um, this does bring up something which is... There has to be a quick, easy way. Now, pre previous to this one, on the one we had last week, was when you clicked on a mech in the mech select, it told you what modules were equipped. That's gone now, it, as far as in the mech select. You, well, you have to click on it, then open mech info, scroll down, and you can see it. Well, Very convoluted. Fair, once you open the mech info, and then you switch between But mechs. you got to click on every single mech. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And so, what is happening in August... 
18th patch, I think that's what they said. Now, when you mouse over a mech and that mech info pops up, they're removing the graphs and they're replacing it with module info and cockpit item info. Awesome. Huge. Still, yeah, it's huge. Still one gripe with this, and this is what a lot of people, they want an icon. At least, okay, so some people want a whole host of icons on the sure. mech, you know, my con. It's like saying I have a sensor. The I think that's too convoluted, and I know some people argue, but you got to think it's screen space. There's not a whole lot there. You don't want to just clutter it up. Uh, so what about just one icon that says you do have uh, modules equipped to this mech, and then you mouse over it, right? Because it wouldn't be there if or you didn't. It, yeah, something super easy, su- something super bi- uh, basic. Doesn't have to clutter the screen. Make it all, you know, cover the mech. We all now we got this beautiful you know, wall of mechs with all the individual camos. We don't want to dirty that up now. You know, there's some people that like it clean and and so forth. So I agree. Uh, We've talked about that before. I think just one icon saying there's something on this mech. Check it out. And I know some people argue and say, well, they can show them all. At the end of the day, I think there needs to be a compromise. And I think that's a good compromise, saying just one icon. And I know some people don't even like the new mech select. They don't like the wall of mechs. They like the list, which again... It just shows you how difficult it is, and a position they are is can't please you can't everyone please everyone. Yeah, and there's still people that see the new mech select and they don't like it. Uh, another gripe people have had is you can't see your mech. Totally valid complaint. Um, so I think a good uh, sort of compromise would be if you go to the store, the icons are a lot smaller. Maybe it in between the current size of the mech select and the store. And so it shrinks it down so you could actually see your full image of your mech. I think that's sort of a, you know, a given that needs to happen. I, I, I concede that. Uh, is it a big deal to me right now currently? No. Because when I click loadout, um, I can see my mech or, you know, if I go to my home screen. But you know what? Home screen spinning mechs? When? When is that going to happen? Like, you, you know, like I can, I can totally see that, yeah, it should happen. So, uh, but uh, UI improvements come in and I think... Uh, you know, that's just an ongoing from that latest uh, vlog video. Um, well, it's like, yeah, it's an ongoing process, just like every aspect of this game. It's perpetual development. That's the phrase that's been thrown around a lot. And, and you know, I'm fine with that. This was a this was a positive move. This was a step forward. Uh, I'm, I approve of the changes that were made. I approve of the changes that are coming on August 18th. And I want to just keep seeing it get improved and polished and, and fine-tuned. Um, but I like it. And yeah, the things you brought up, I'd love to see those implemented as well when they can be. But I mean, really UI, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, what else needs to be improved, you know, as far as like, what is detrimental right now? Um, and I think that would, should be the focus. And then everything else is cosmetic, like, um, maybe, uh, in game gameplay icons, your little mech, uh, paper doll, it actually is the shape of your mech instead of just, a. know maybe that's something they can do ui in general i think that would be really cool if they redid the actual mech hud ui and uh you know updated it you know um maybe even make some of the monitors or something that uh, you know i've always sort of tangent here we're gonna go off i think they should just remove the the monitors the the little screens that aren't used and this is this is my this is my reasoning if it's one of those where in the future we might be able to use them, and I think that's sort of been the premise, that's fine. But take them out until then. Because right now you literally have like screens that are taken up where it's you know view space that you could use. So I think it's one of those where, and it looks bad. Is that just me, man? Like that. Well, the problem is though we don't know what it looks like when you take the monitors out. So it, that could 
require more design time from Lisa and whoever else is doing the the cockpit design to kind of but maybe from here on out but maybe from here on out just don't i mean there's been the suggestion of just putting some animated gifs on there you know that doesn't have to be real game info or anything like that um i like that idea i'd rather see some just basic animated gifs on there for immersion but if that can't happen then yeah i agree it's it's hard to see more monitors being put in and sometimes what i think are too many monitors especially considering that it just doesn't show anything so yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I agree. Well, you but, have you have people that want a sim experience, like you're reading off these monitors. And in all honesty, I don't think that's BattleTech. Like, I, I don't think people understand that it's this isn't a you know modern or '90s style uh, you know uh, fighter pilot cockpit. Um, this is something that has a ton of technology where things are you know being uh, you know projected if you will for info for you like the hud is projected yeah yeah it's not like a screen a physical you know and, and i feel like that's sometimes a lack of imagination or sort of forethought of these aren't 90s uh you know jets they're 30 you know three thousand you know technological monsters that have synthetic muscle and you know just whole host. so a thousand years of technological advancements from today but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree, and we'll have to see what direction those go in. So big UI changes, more uh, you know improvements coming in the near future, August eighteenth, and, and I'm sure beyond that. Uh, some more things coming up in the near future. We got the in-game tutorial that's being worked on. We haven't seen that. We don't know much about that yet, uh, as well as some the, the new balance that's coming. There's a lot of cool stuff I think that we'll have to talk about in the coming weeks, months, etc. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today. Do you have yeah. anything else? Well, you know, uh, the, the tutorial sort of opens the door for me at least of thinking there's going to be, is there AI elements? And at least is that what's being worked on behind the scenes? And what is that? Yeah. What is that? It, to, you know, what does that open the door of PVE or anything like that? And then Single player campaigns and blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> uh, the rebalance is huge. Uh, but until Russ and Paul talk about it, really, you know, it, it's, it's up in there. We know it's potentially huge. Um, it's I, coming to test. And, you know, like, yeah. And I, you know, I do know about it. Um, I, I've, I've seen what, uh, you know, is being worked on. I can tell you for those, maybe you are a little worried. I will say this is, uh, as a player, I am thoroughly excited for the changes coming role warfare is actually gonna be a thing uh that's just not just straight up mech combat uh there's infinite yeah like i said i can't talk about it until the, the, you know they give the the thumbs well, up and all that but it's as far as role warfare real quick though i want to say that if if minimally it's setting up the foundation for actual role warfare after this is implemented maybe it won't be 100 percent what we're thinking as far as role warfare, but it's at least setting up the foundation and then gameplay elements will add to that as well. Yeah. I think uh, game modes have to like be based off of, you know, some, but there are some major changes, not yeah, just to huge. mech quirks guys. So it's going to leave that to, out there. Um, oh, and you're not going to see any absurd uh, uh, weapon quirks, uh, you know, so no more 50% on Goss on grid irons and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, let's see. We had uh, the new Spectator tool came out. I know uh, Major League MechWare just had uh, their first match. I was watching it. It was awesome. Um, I think uh, Siri and uh, Bill were ha- having a-, a blast. And I think even Siri said 
thank you PGI I love you it's and then he of course I think said like it's well, I've been asking for it like two years, but it's finally here. So, you know, um, it's here and it's also just like everything else that we've talked about today. It's going to also be improved upon. Uh, you know, Paul has mentioned that it's something that's important to them. Um, and this was, I think, a huge improvement and it's available for everyone now. You don't have to have special permission. Uh, so yay for the the comp groups and how oh, and also content creators, people that are making machinima, whatever else. Um, huge asset. So, yeah, I agree. Thank you, PGI, for listening to what we wanted, even if it took more time than some people wanted. At least it's here. Um, and, you know, with that, what are you going to do with it, people? And really, that's what it comes down to. Uh, community uh, leagues, uh, you know, uh, content creators, you have it in, you know, your hands to be able I wanna to do I want to see it. some amazing machinima now and videos. I want to see funny stuff and serious stuff. And, yeah, the, the, the tools are there. Create. All right, guys, that's going to be uh, it for us. I just want to say again, thank you uh, for Darren being the host with the most beard. Dude, that is pretty awesome beard, I'm just going to say. you know, It's getting there again. This isn't as long as it was before I shaved it, but it's getting close. So, uh, And, of course, I just want to say thank you guys out there. A big uh, thank you to our community, our listeners, new and old. Maybe uh, this is your first time uh, listening in. And, new uh, like Phil, old like me. Yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for your support. Let us know what you guys think of the format. We're going to continue doing it and improving it you know, as best we can. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Vaughn Kickass for some awesome uh, artwork and uh, commissioned uh, we did with him. And uh, I don't know why he picked the Timberwolf for you, but I actually sort of like it. It's look at the ha- Actually, that's sort of funny that he... And my favorite part is the UAV with little smiley. I think that's awesome. So... Uh, Anyways. The reason he picked the Timberwolf is because, you know, he couldn't pick the Warhammer. But now maybe uh, if those come into the game, we can we can get a new one. But anyway, yeah, Vaughn does amazing work. We appreciate everything that uh, that he's done for us. All right, guys, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Boom. Number one down. A million to go.